My friend Bob Berg wrote a book on sales. He's a, he's a sales expert <coughs> worldwide, and he wrote this book called The, the, the Go-Givers. Uh, and while it's ostensibly a book on sales, it's a book on life, and it's based on the Posuk in Mishle, that one who despises handouts has life, will live. There's a, a correlation between being alive and despising a, a matana, a handout. And that word sonne is very powerful. It doesn't just say somebody who doesn't accept handouts, but sonne, somebody who really despises a handout. Uh, the Mitzudis learns because it's a, a bit of a lack of bitachon. Rather, one should trust on Hashem ki yishan ba'ashem az amakom yiten lo'od chayim. If one relies on Hashem instead of accepting the handouts from people, there's a much bigger brocha available to a person than something that any human being can, can give. But it goes much further than being a function of bitachon. And the difficulty is that we have with Avram Avinu himself, where Avram, uh, two, two weeks ago in the parasha, where Avram says to Sarah as they go down to Mitzrayim, Imrina achotiyat, say to them that you're my sister, and then he will do good for me because of you. And I'll, I'll build, I'll survive because of you. You'll have a schus. He says to Sora, says Rashi, what is Laman Yitavli He'll give me gifts. So Rashi, according to Rashi, Avram doesn't seem to be terribly worried about Sonei Matanot He's quite happy to get gifts from Paro. Uh, from Mitzrayim and, uh, and and thereby to be able to survive, and and we see that there's a way to receive a gift. That the sonei matanot as we're going to see, is not about not accepting the gift. It's about a, an, a, an approach to gifts. Uh, the Gemara says in Brochus, Abaya says, Harotzelehenot. If you do want to benefit from somebody else, Yahaneke Elisha, then you should do so as Elisha did so. What was important about Elisha when Elisha accepted? the hospitality of the Shunamit, he did so because for her that was the biggest honor. So if one's such a great person that accepting something from somebody else, in fact, is the greatest honor you can give them, you're giving them more than you're taking from them because that's the person that you are, that they just want the opportunity to do something for you and you allow that opportunity, you give them that opportunity, uh, then, then that's not, that, that's Ke'elisha, that's how Elisha did it. That's not Sonei Matanot that's not the kind of gift you must despise. On the contrary, by receiving the gift, you're giving a gift. And one has to know when, when receiving is a great act of generosity. Normally, the giving is the act of generosity, but there are times when receiving itself enables a, a, the other person to be generous, and that's something they really want to do in that specific case. If you don't want to benefit from others, then you should be like Shmuel. He returned to Ramah, because that, there was his home, that uh, Shmuel Hanovi used to travel with a, a mobile home. He used to travel with one of these, um, uh, and, and, uh, one of these RVs, what are they called? <laughs> that uh, he had his home with him. He never had to impose on anybody. He never had to go anywhere. He was able to take his home with him wherever he went, and he made himself 
at home and he made himself comfortable so that he was never the receiver of, of, of generosity from others. Um, so we see there is a way, there's a way, there's like Elisha, it's not just a blanket advice from King Solomon, from Shlomo Melech, to, to despise gifts. What, what it's really about is the net value that you're adding. Are you taking more than you're giving or are you giving more than you're taking? And that in every single situation, you want to be in a situation where you're contributing more than you're taking. Uh, in, in a social situation, a business, that in fact is the foundation of business. The foundation of business is you do something for a customer. You, you're giving to the customer. The customer pays you more than the, the cost, than it costs you to do that for, for the customer. So now the, the customer has reciprocated. The idea of Sonei Matanot is your net value add. So if somebody gives you a hundred and you give them back a hundred and fifty, you've added value. You haven't taken. You've given more. And that's why Olam Chesed Yibaneh, the world is built on doing Chesed. And the, 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 the Mishnah says that if you do Chesed, if you do kindness for a child, for a, an infant, for a little child, you need to tell the mother or make some kind of sign that the mother knows that you've done the, the Chesed to enable the parent to reciprocate. Because if you just do an anonymous kindness, we're not talking about stock. Stock is different. Charity is different. But with kindness, an anonymous kindness deprives the recipient of the opportunity to reciprocate. And without reciprocation, they're a, a, a makabel matana. They've just received. And the essence of being alive is to be, to be giving. A dead person can't do anything for himself, never mind for anybody else. The opposite of being dead is not only don't I need you to do for me, but I can do for you. And, and, th- and that's, so matanot that's why that's chayut. That's the essence of life is to never want to be a net taker. In every situation, I add more value than, than, than I receive. And imagine if the world operated that way. Imagine if every employee wanted to put in more, more value into his work than the, the wages he gets. Every customer wanted to pay a fair price more than the value of the, or the cost of the goods that they're receiving. Every supplier wanted to make sure that the service that you're getting and the goods you're paying for are worth more to you than the cost. Imagine the whole world worked that, that way. And that's Olam Chesed Yibaneh. That's how Hashem designed the world. And that's why Bob Berg writes as a method of selling is the go-givers. People who give more than they take do better in sales. Um, and, and he builds his whole philosophy on, on that. There are beautiful pieces in the Hakdom of the Shev Shmeitzer. The Shev Shmeitzer, as you remember, is the Ktsois Achoshin, one of the foundational works in, in, in modern learning. Uh, and the Shev Shmeitzer was also a sefer that he wrote on Svekot. And in his introduction, he says, The purpose of the Bria, of the creation, was that you should be alive. And that's what it means, Ein Bur he talks about the difference between a bor and a mayan. A mayan, when we talk about a mayan, a spring, a, 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 a source of water, we talk about that as mayim chayim. So, for example, in the laws of mikveh, you can have a bor, you can have a container of water, which is called a bor. It's a pit, it's a, a pit of water. And it has to have arbaim sa'ah, it has to have 40 sa'ah, a large measure of water, even if you're just tabling a teaspoon in it. It has to have 40 sa'ah of water. But if it's a mayan, if it's a ba'er mayim, if it's live water, if it's water which is 
which is springing forth, it doesn't need any particular quantity as long as you can cover whatever it is or whoever it is that is tabling. That's the power of Mayim Chayim, and it's called Mayim Chayim, living water. It says the, the Shev Shmeitzer, because that's, that's what life is. Life is to be able to generate. It's not to be able to take a bore. It has to be filled by others. A, 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 a Mayan, a spring, fills others. And the essence of life is to fill other people to inspire other people, to uplift other people, to teach other people, to give to other people. That, that's what we need to be doing at all times. And the Shaira Yosha, Reb Shimon Shkop says in his introduction, that kol yesod v'shoresh magamat tachlit chayenu, the whole foundation and principle of our lives, is shiyu kol avodatenu v'amalenu tamid mukdashim l'tovat haklal, that everything we do should be directed to doing good for others, to doing good for the community, to doing good for society. And that, he says, is the meaning of Kedoshim to you, because that's Ki Kadosh Ani, that's Hashem's sanctity, is because that's what he does. And, the, and when one does that, if a person does that, and everything he does is to, to add value to others, to add value to society, then even the things he does for himself are adding value to society, because he's refreshing himself, or nourishing himself, or resting himself. And although he's doing that for himself, he's doing it for himself so that he can add value to the people around him. The whole emphasis and the focus is to be a person who's adding value. That when you're, you're engaged with a friend, you're adding value. That you go to a, a dinner or to a party, you're adding value. That you're sitting in a shoe, you're adding value. Every person is able to add value, sometimes in a passive way and sometimes in an active way, but not to just sit there and be a, a recipient, a receiver, without, without anything that, that goes back into it. In the, in the case of a conversation or a shiur, sometimes just by listening, actively listening and intelligently listening and being present, that in itself is an act of giving. That adds energy to the people who are there and, and one isn't focused only on self. And we learnt in the um, uh, in Vayera, in the, in the Beis HaMedrash Minyan this last Shabbos, we learnt about the amazing advice that Mamre gives Avram, so much so that the Parshas Vayera starts off with Mamre's name, Be'elonei Mamre. And the Medrash Tanchume talks about Avram Avinu went to discuss this mitzvah of the bris uh, with his friends. He went to Aner and he went to Eshkol. And they all said to him, you shouldn't do this. Hashem didn't mean you must have a bris. He meant the Jewish people should have a bris. You're 99 years old. How, well, why would you go and risk your life? You don't have to do a bris if there's a risk to life. And Mamre says to him, Mamre, Are you asking my opinion for such a thing? Look at what Hashem has given to you. Do you want to be indebted to him all your life? Don't you want to give something back? All he asks for you is one little mitzvah, have a bris miller, and you're questioning, should I, shouldn't I? And we explained that Mamre is saying, and any other 99-year-old, I would paskin, you shouldn't have a bris, it's too dangerous. But you have no choice. You've received so much from Hashem. You don't have the right to turn him down. You can't say no to Hashem. If a person's opened his home to you, you owe your life to that person. You can never reciprocate enough. That's the nature of chesed. When you receive, when you are grateful for something you've received, it obligates you. That's the important thing that the, in the world today there's a lot of discussion about, about gratitude, being grateful, and that's just an emotion. It's a fleeting emotion, so I feel grateful, thank you. That's not what gratitude is, says Mamre. If you're truly grateful to Hashem, you are mechuyav, you are obligated to Him. And anything He asks you, you have to do. 
You don't like it, don't accept. Don't take, but if you've accepted from somebody, you can never do enough for that person in return. Gratitude obligates. And that's part of the, part of the understanding of receiving a chesed. So with that, with that background, we can understand the Gemara, our Gemara, on Daf where the Gemara is talking about whether Rabbi Loza ben Yaakov, whether the Chachomim agree with Rabbi Loza ben Yaakov or not, in the case of Nidre Zeros. So Nidre Zeros is sometimes a person makes a neder, but doesn't really mean it as a neder. One of the examples we've had in the Mishnah is in business, when a person is negotiating, we know that the Opening negotiation is a lie. When a person says, I will never, I'm not going to pay more than $500,000 for this property, you know that's a lie. If he's already put the number out, you know that's more than he's willing to pay. You, you, you know that that's not as much as he's willing to pay. He'll go higher. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put the number out. So what is the number? It's a lie. That's the way negotiations are, and it's understandable. And if he says, I swear I'll never pay you more than $500,000, it's still a lie. And he doesn't mean it to be a nidra. It's called nidra zeros. He wants to amplify that I'm not going to pay you more, but it's just a negotiation technique. Then the Gemara goes into discussing what about in social situations? Are social situations like business where we're trying to emphasize something or social situations, do we mean what we say more seriously? So when somebody says, see you later, do they expect to see you later? They don't. They don't ever expect to see you again in your life. Uh, see you later, just what does it mean? Nothing. It means nothing. And social situations say, and what happens if a person ned, makes a neder? What then? And the case that, that is given there is a man says, Konam I will never have any benefit from you. I'll never come to eat from you again. And the Rishonim say, these are two mechutonim talking about it. And, and he, he says, I'll never benefit from you if you don't accept this gift of a large amount of wheat and two barrels of wine for your son. If it is too mechutonim, that's my son-in-law. That neder doesn't need a, a, a bezdin, a chochom, to undo. Because the other man says to him, Thank you very much. I realize you wanted to honor me with this very large gift. The greatest honor for me is for me to turn down the gift. And to say, thank you very much, but I don't need it. We're good. Everything's fine. That's an even greater honor to demonstrate my independence and that sonei matanot yichyeh, as, as the Rosh actually says, um, that, that part of, of, of what he's saying, that this is my COVID, lisno matanot, the greatest honor, the greatest dignity is to not want a handout. People who want a handout, that's the most undignified thing. Dead people need handouts. Live people don't need handouts. They can generate their own value. They can contribute value. I don't need the gift, and that's the greatest COVID. So thank you very much. You've fulfilled your neder, as the Rashboy explains. Your neder has been fulfilled. You wanted to give me honor, you've given me honor. Or the Rosh says, it's not that the neder is fulfilled, but it doesn't need to be fulfilled. Because had you known that I don't want the gift and that there's no honor to me in receiving the gift, you wouldn't have given me the gift in the first place. And Talmud Omar Zehuk for the Alavachinat Neder Omar Mani Ira Bilezer. The Gemara goes in to discuss, and then the Gemara says Lo Alam Rabbi Bilezer Ben Yaakov. This Mishnah from further on, Daf Samach Kimel, is really like Rabbi Bilezer Ben Yaakov. And in this case, Rabbi Bilezer Ben Yaakov agrees behind the Nidra that this is a Neder, although in business a negotiation number is is not is not meant clearly is not meant for the purposes of a Neder. 
uh, and therefore the neder is, is invalid, but in social scenes it is. Look at the, at the language here. It's amazing what the Gemara teaches us by the way. We're learning a sugi that's about Pitre and Adorim and about, uh, about Nidre, Naziri, Azrizus, and in the way, on, on the way, look what the Gemara teaches us. I'm not a dog that receives from you and doesn't want to give up. I'm giving you this gift because we're friends. I've had a lot of benefit from you. And I don't want to be a taker. What do you think? I'm a dog that you feed the dog, he laps up the food, and off he goes. He does nothing more for you. That's the end of the, of the transaction. That's how dogs live, not human beings. A human being reciprocates. A human being doesn't want to be a taker. You've given me food, I want to give back, so I'm giving this to you, and it's so important to me, I'm making a neder. I'll have nothing more to do with you if you don't accept this from me. And therefore, this is not like a trivial negotiation where you just throw out a number. I'm really deadly serious, says the Gemara. That's what I, what I mean. When I say I want you to accept this gift, it's because I have received from you in the past, and there's no way I want to live indebted to you. So unless you accept this, I'll have nothing more from you. That will be the end of our relationship. And I mean that, and I mean that really seriously. And, and there we see the idea taken to, to an, an absolute extreme, the idea of a kelev. And imagine again how we have to be sensitive to this. Because we live in a society where handouts are the norm. People want handouts, they expect handouts, they enjoy handouts. Uh, and we're talking about that that's a midah of a kelev. That's how a dog lives. A human being always wants to make sure that I'm able to reciprocate, that if, you, that if I do take from you, as we see in the Gemara and with Avroma, doesn't mean I never take a gift. It just means if I do take a gift, I make sure that I reciprocate so that the net value of what I'm giving is more than what I'm taking. So that I'm a, a mayan of be'er ma'im chayim. So I'm a living spring of water that gives out water and not a bore, not a pit that has to be constantly filled by the gifts of others.